1: Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: Hello. You are listening to the podcast of this week's episode of One Life Left radio show. Uh, I'm Simon Byron. I'm Steve Curran. And we throw now live, I'm not sure if you saw this, Steve, this week, um, Keith Stewart from The Guardian, friend of ours, known him for many years uh you know i remember i remember him when he was this high mm. uh and um, you know he's um you know we 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 spent some time together during mr dreamcast the magazine that he that he launched uh we you know we've been with him as he's been forging away on the guardian um and we've cheered from the sidelines as he's been as he's become a proper grown
1: up he is novelist. he's one of these many people who we've watched we've watched grow with us, and then past us, and then disappear into the distance, so just wave,
0: but you know with an immense sense of pride mm-hmm. and you know absolutely support him in everything that he does completely okay? absolutely he hates us, Steve <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted um on February the eighth he hated it. so he tweeted this, he said, "My rule for podcasts is." No matter how interesting or relevant the subject matter may be, if I've been compl- if I've completed my entire dog walk before the two dude bro presenters have even finished their hilarious introductory preambles, <laughs> I am so out. Well, he then he then replies to his own tweet. Come in, old timer. But one thing we learned in the era of print and linear media was the skill of editing. When you have a limited word count or running <laughs> time, it forces you to compress to wring the absolute best out of your material. I mean. That's aimed at us, isn't it?
1: It seems seems like a subtweet.
0: We've been doing these. This is like our fourth or fifth intro, isn't it? I mean, we are classic
1: dude bros um, <laughs> and we've angered, we've angered Keith Stewart. Something I would suggest is if Keith Stewart is so good at editing, how come it took him two tweets to get that out? <laughs>
0: exactly. The other thing I would like to know is how long is Keith Stewart's dog walk? And if it is... Like quicker than this couple of minutes, does that mean that now we can say whatever we like about him?
1: <laughs> it's not really a dog walk if it's a couple of minutes, is it? He's un- <laughs> it's more of a dog sprint. He's not really putting in the hours with his dog.
2: Well, I don't I know. Think-
0: I
1: don't know. I don't, I mean, I
0: don't know. I thought I knew Keith Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that we don't. Anyway, uh, apologies for the preamble um, from your two favourite dude bros. Uh, we've just finished the show. Uh, I enjoyed it this evening, Steve. I,
1: I enjoyed it too. A little bit more confessional than I expected.
0: I mean, that is a bombshell that you drop. Um, <laughs> and, you know, whereas I was worried about saying sex with Hitler a couple of weeks ago, I don't know how you're going to sleep tonight. <laughs> mm.
1: going <laughs> to lock down all my social media accounts. Well, that that is a genuine strategy. Mm. And And just take lots of pictures of the rolls of Christmas wrapping paper I've got here. Like statements <laughs> from people to say... Every year, every year, he does it himself. Every (laughs) year, except for one year.
0: Good. I'm looking forward to the fallout. Um, Yeah, I don't think we've got anything else to add, do we?
1: That's it from me.
0: Yeah, um, there are some technical issues with this intro, Steve. You might need to drop some bits out from it. Um, Otherwise, you're going to get an angry tweet from Keith Stewart um, again. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Here's the show.
1: Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are the oldest video game radio show in the world, debatably the best one as well. It's quite an ongoing debate between ourselves. Uh, My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. How are you doing,
0: Simon? I'm doing okay, Steve. Got a big week ahead, so I'm a little bit uh, bit excited, a little bit nervous. The two of the strongest emotions you feel... When you uh, publish video games, so. well, it's
1: nice to feel something, at least, isn't it?
0: <laughs> exactly. After a bleak, uh, bleak start to <laughs> the year, uh, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. It's got. It's, it gets really busy from here on in. So, uh, all go. I forgot to tell you, I'm off to America uh, twice in March. Um, hopefully, and um, that might mean that that may mean an interruption to our broadcast schedule. Yeah. Really? Um, okay. Who's who's in
1: charge of us now? That I don't know. I don't okay. know. I genuinely don't know. I, I guess we're in charge of ourselves. Uh, I can uh, let resonance know if if there is an interruption to our broadcast schedule. But what? Don't they have internet in America?
0: Yeah, but they also have time, don't they? Like in a different amount of it, and so mm. um, you know. And I, I don't want to fly across the Atlantic and spe- you
1: know just to talk to you over the internet, <laughs> Steve. Do I? Um, <laughs> well, a- it will be th- we'll be. We'll be there together the second time we go to America.
0: Yep, we will. Um, have you started thinking about going flying to America yet?
1: Not at all.
0: Oh, well, you know, I, I, I have, and I would advise you to get on it as soon as you can. The Esther uh, is much more complicated than
1: the last time I did it. Okay. Um, last time and- it was just a click in a box to say you're not the worst of criminals and then...
0: Yeah. I'm def- I'm definitely not going to do any of those things that you're yeah, asking yeah. me I well, uh, certainly
1: have no intention of doing those things uh, and then you get an email back in 15 minutes what's happened yeah. Why
0: what is it different oh just just loads more questions it, it seems okay. like so um I applied for mine um on Saturday it came through quite quickly but still it was um it was a bit of a ball like I don't fully understand what we have to do um to fly uh, we need to be, we need to be negative mm-hmm. covid. Um, but I don't think home lateral tests work. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Anyway,
1: mm, I, I we struggled haven't... with this when I was off to Finland in um, when was that? That was going to be in De- in December, and it was really complicated. Uh, and luckily, I procrastinated long enough for it to be completely cancelled. So <laughs> didn't even have to buy the test Saved myself 120 quid by being oh, incompetent. Get in there. <laughs> yeah, it get was fantastic. In there.
0: Well, congratulations. Well, let's let's hope it all gets called off, then.
1: <laughs> yes. to, save, to save us some admin. Well, it won't save us money on the karaoke venue, will it?
0: No. Uh, regular listeners will know um, I left last week's show with a list of things to do. Uh, one of those was to get a hold of the karaoke
1: place. So, the, <laughs> the karaoke place that we booked two years ago for the big One Life Left Mario Party at GDC, which subsequently was called off because, well, you know for reasons and then it got rolled
0: over didn't it simon it did get rolled over i don't think we can be too huffy when <laughs> there's no there's no venue to to roll it over to <laughs> <I think> it's that <laughs> uh yeah permanently closed according to google in red letters
1: <laughs> so yeah we'll be uh, we'll be looking for a new venue for our gdc party this year uh, do i have to do that well well, do you? I had a meeting, Simon, meeting in a meeting okay. uh, yesterday with a, a man who's going to GDC, who, who um, cautiously asked if we fancied doing a collaboration, a collaborative party at GDC. He said, don't worry, I'll find the venue.
0: Oh, okay. So- that sounds better than me doing anything.
1: I did think that. I did think, I thought um that might solve a problem. Obviously I played I played hardball with him, Simon. Uh, I said, well, for the right price. We'll do anything. <laughs> by the right price I mean absolutely nothing. Yes, please. So we'll we'll we will be doing an event over there. We'll see what happens. Good. Yes. Looking forward to it. How have you been, Steve? More importantly. Well, I've been very, very busy, Simon. Um it's been a Big week. I've got more work to do today. When we finish the show, today being Sunday, but tomorrow, the day of broadcast on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM, it's a very important day, isn't it? It is. I'm announcing three new games, and the rest of the days, uh, the rest of the <laughs> rest of the world is celebrating Valentine's Day, but I am celebrating my birthday. Oh, how are you going to spend it? Watching you announcing three new games.
0: I'm not sure whether to. St- I don't think I'm going to stream actually. Really, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to sort of. <laughs> what's the equivalent of pacing up and down the internet nervously? because <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to be doing. I think whilst whilst uh, whilst everybody else is streaming them.
1: I think it's hitting refresh and on a page full of keywords on Twitter.
0: That'll be me, mm. and what and two of those words would be happy birthday. And <laughs> St- a third word, Steve. Thanks. Goes Well, uh, I hope
1: it goes well for you. Um, what have you asked for this year? A bit of peace and quiet and time off. Genuinely, uh, I am looking forward to. It. I've booked the day off my uh, off work, and what I'm going to be doing is probably nothing. Uh, I'm going out for lunch. Don't know where I'm going. Somewhere secret. And then, yes, afternoon. Well, I tell you what. So, what was offered to me was the opportunity to go to uh, Pocket Gamer it's happening tomorrow
2: <laughs>
0: well listen how do you not know, wait, how do you know that it's not the industry getting together <laughs> organizing a fake event so they can surprise you with your with a birthday party how do you know that
1: could be could be the the queen could be there drops a secret obe on me yeah all goes off um but yeah i, I what happened when that, this I, I i politely declined and then thought I can, I, I can see it getting to the afternoon of me thinking, well, what could go wrong? Walk down to the brewery and uh, chat to the same group of people I see every time I go to one of those events. What's going on? Oh, you know, very busy, very busy, very busy. Mm. Then walk home, get some misery cake, cry into it. The games industry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, Pocket Gamer is where I first met uh, Thomas who wrote Human Fall Flat. It's quite important. Quite is an it? important event.
1: Uh, yeah. Penital. Okay. Good. Well, um Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out how I spent my birthday on next week's One Life Left, assuming we're recording a One Life Left next week, because we don't know, because we don't know whether you'd rather just be eating in America. <laughs>
0: Should we crack on with the news? I think
1: it's about time. Here's the news
2: One life left. One life left. One life left. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scamford-Berry-Berry-Berry.
1: Simon, how many news stories have you picked out this week?
0: Uh, I think uh, four, plus, um, uh, plus a big feature <laughs> we can talk about if you like. Okay. Um, let's crack on with the f- uh, Sorry, have you got any? I've
1: got a couple, yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Well, let's see how we match then. Uh, VideoGamesChronicle.com wrote this morning... Jordan Midler. An HD remaster of N64 classic GoldenEye 007 could be revealed as soon as during the next few weeks it's been claimed. That's according to VentureBeat journalist Jeff Grubb, who stated on his premium giant bomb show, Grub Snacks, brackets transcribed by VGC, we should add our own brackets, brackets <laughs> being read out by One Life Left, <laughs> that believes that Microsoft is likely to announce the revival rather than the original publisher, Nintendo. This matches what one source has recently told VGC. Grubb said, I think that Microsoft is going to be the one to announce that first. He added, I think this game is coming pretty soon. I'm thinking next couple of weeks.
1: I'm thinking. We can all think.
0: Well, Grubb knows something here, doesn't he? Mm. He knows that he's been told something, but he's not. Uh, but he, he wants to keep those cards close to his chest. That's
1: the thing about these. We've talked about these speculative reports before when people say, oh, you know, I can see Q1 next year. Nintendo are going to drop something big because they know by the time Q1 next year rolls around, everyone's forgotten. But if you say something's going to drop in a couple of weeks,
0: yep. Uh, there's um, there's every uh, every chance it will. No, what uh, what I found particularly interesting about that was that um, uh, Jeff Grubbs got a premium podcast.
1: Hold on premium podcast
0: Wow, this is it this is it so um who stated on his premium giant bomb show grub snacks so do you want to know what he gets for that like you so you can listen to that
2: mm-hmm.
0: for four dollars 95 a month 49.95 a year that's all right isn't it that's he that's, could that seems quite a lot he could make Goldeneye himself. Could refund <laughs> himself with all of this. Could making the news come
1: true. Hold on. 50, $50 a year? $50 a year. We could make $100, 50... <laughs> assuming our partners <laughs> exactly. actually pay up. <laughs> well, there we go. So
0: uh, how do you feel about uh, Goldeneye coming back, Steve?
1: I was in a bar on Friday, Simon
0: a life at the moment, aren't you, Steve? I
1: know. I know. It was my first night out for um, for about six weeks, I think. I uh, went to a bar and it was a game bar. It was four quarters in Elephant and Castle. And they've got several uh, N64s spread around the venue, running all kinds of games. But the only one that people were playing was GoldenEye. Now, what struck me was I would guess the average age of people in that bar was maybe around twenty three, twenty four. When did GoldenEye come out? Ninety. Uh. uh Ninety
0: five. Uh, 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 yeah, something like that. It's sixty years of James Bond this year. Those people. I, I mean, I I know that's not the question you asked, but it's the answer I have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, those people weren't even born when this game. Uh, was released so they're not playing it for nostalgia value, value unless it's kind of a received nostalgia everyone else loves it so much so it must be good yeah it's still uh so uh, two of the guys i was with uh, also pretty young men were chatting about it and they were saying you know one of them said i don't get it and the other one said well it's really brilliant design level design uh, and level design is timeless isn't it so maybe that's the thing i guess we're about to find out if it's going to be uh, if it is going to be remastered and drop shortly.
0: Next couple of weeks, Grubb says.
1: Mm. Okay, what's uh, what's next on your list? By the way, that was one of my news stories. So. Was it now? Yes. yes. Taken from uh, Eurogamer.
0: Okay, uh, videogameschronicle.com again. Jordan Midler, again, he's been busy. This was on the 8th of... February. Uh, the f- <laughs> I like this one. First round of previews of Valve's Steam Deck have dropped, and with them comes praise for the handheld's performance, but some questions over the comfort. Sorry, uh, but some questions over the comfort of uh, long-term use. So, Linus Tech Tips, a YouTube channel boasting almost 15 million subscribers, began this preview by highlighting the Steam Deck's various control options, which include two thumbsticks, a D-pad, and two touch pads. While I can reach every button comfortably from a natural, relaxed position, I do find a number of them a little awkward to use. He continued, "It's a small price to pay for the unprecedented input flexibility afforded by Valve's design," and would later praise the joysticks as "miles ahead of every other handheld I've touched," with the exception of the Aya Neo Next.
1: So, now, Steve, so so uh, wait, 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 wait—the yeah. exception of the what?
0: Uh, the Aya Neo Next. The Aya
1: Neo what, Next. What is
0: that? Uh, that's a handheld PC okay. um, right. that... Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a full PC, so it's not tied into the okay. Steam's ecosystem. It is, however, £1,000. <laughs> okay, so um,
1: this this new... St- sorry, you were about to ask me a question before I... Wow,
0: well, no. Uh, what I liked about this... Um, was that uh, Linus Tech Tips? Uh, his video where he talks freely about the Steam Deck uh, is titled "Valve Left Me Unsupervised: Steam Deck ha- Steam Deck Hardware Review." That I mean, so what does what does that imply to you, Stee?
1: That uh, you you're able to do whatever you want with this machine. Now, what would you do, Simon, if you were in a
0: <laughs> well you're in a sealed to...
1: room no cameras on you with a steam deck what would you do
0: well let, I, let me tell you what i would do mm-hmm. uh Steve. i would do what valve's embargo told me to do which is only talk about seven games forza horizon control <laughs> dead cells ghost runner devil may cry 5 portal 2 and street <laughs> fighter 5 v- mm. Steve, v- valve left me alone with an embargo, with a written embargo about what you can
1: talk about. Valve left me alone, and I behaved properly. Exactly, exactly. So um, the the thing that struck me about the news story you just read out was uh, the, the, that person said, awkwardness of the controls is a small mm. price to pay. Very small. Seems to me, now I have not yet used a Steam Deck, but it seems to me that that is... One of the only things, if not the only thing that matters is the interface to the games you are about to play. And if they are awkward and you're going to play a game, especially a PC game, which we've long established are generally much too long anyway. You're going to play them with awkward controls. Then it doesn't matter if the controls are flexible and can be reconfigured for all kinds of uh, games. If they are fundamentally awkward and slightly annoying to use, then that's a problem.
0: That's, well. That's the question, though, isn't it? Is that, that does does the fact that you can play, um, Forza Horizon Five, Control Dead Cells, Ghost Runner, Devil May Cry Five, Portal Two, and Street Fighter Five, wherever you like, uh, mean that slightly awkward controls is is better mm. than no controls? Mm.
1: And and it could it could be that because I was saying that and then I was remembering that I ran Slay the Spire on a phone. Because I was so addicted to it. But I used a Steam... Uh, what do you call it? That Steam thing that allows you to play something somewhere it's called,
0: else. It's called the Steam
1: thing. The Steam thing. So I used and the it Steam just says, thing.
0: It just says you that this, this, this lets you play something somewhere, somewhere else.
1: else. <laughs> Brilliant. It, it hooked me straight away. So when I, when I was looking to play something somewhere else, those things uh, being in question, Slay the Spire, in my bed, uh, I realised you could use Steam thing to play it on your Android phone. And the controls were indeed awkward, but it was worth it. So, there is a news story. One of my news stories is a compliment to that news story. It is by Vicky Blake, and it's on Eurogamer.net. Do Eurogamer, do Eurogamer have the .com? <laughs> do you think we can get it?
0: I'll have a look while you read this one out. <laughs> it's
1: dangerous, Simon. It's dangerous. Don't go to .coms without checking first. Um Uh, Vicky writes, Valve releases Steam Deck CAD files so we can 3D print new shells ourselves. Uh, the, The strap line is, we're looking forward to seeing what the community creates, exclamation mark, say Valve. I bet they are, given that the community are also saying these controls are slightly awkward, we could do better. Um making them available under a Creative Commons licence. Valve said, Hello, good news for all the tinkerers, modders, accessory manufacturers, or folks who just want to 3D print a Steam Deck to see how it feels. They don't go on to say because people are moaning about it. Today, we're making the CAD files uh, of Steam Deck available to download under a Creative Commons licence. This includes some file formats I don't understand. Um, That's cool, isn't it, Simon?
0: That is cool. Um... Yeah, uh, we could print them out and have them on our flights to America. Make it look like either we are valued partners of Valve, um, or that we got our orders in early, or that we're influencers, or that we've got access to a three D printer,
1: or that we actually are playing on Game Gears, because that's what you could do, <laughs> couldn't you? You just make it a bit bigger, oh, not, right, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. bigger, but change the shell shape a
2: bit. Yeah. I
1: think it looks a bit like a Game Gear, Simon. Every time I see it, or. An Atari Lynx.
0: Well, are you are you getting one? Have you pre-ordered one?
1: I haven't pre-ordered one. I figured I'd fish yours out of the canal three months. Ago. <laughs> I'm excited about it actually, but um, uh,
0: yes, uh, it is big. Um, some press got uh, hardware last week, and there was one Twitter thread which pictured it next to every other handheld that's ever been made, and um, it's as big as a Switch with that with those extra. You know, those wider Joy-Con, the third-party Joy-Con, I can't remember. Um, It's as wide as those.
2: Mm.
0: Um, We can buy Eurogamer.uk. I can get that now, (laughs) if if you've got the company card. Uh, Eurogamer.uk.com, that's also available.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What about Uh,
1: Eurogamer.net.com?
0: Oh, I'm not sure that's an option. Uh, Eurogamer.net's registered. As is Eurogamer.org, Eurogamer.me is not so we could say that we are the real Eurogamers because it's, it's us, me. Could be. Can we
1: put a bid in for Eurogamer.net? Just a cheeky bid. Can might slip up. <laughs> okay.
0: Let's find out when it renews.
1: All right. Uh, here's a story. Uh, Uncharted's Nathan Drake and Chloe Fraser are dropping it in Fortnite next week. Uh, this is, again, by Vicky Blake on Eurogamer.net. Netnot.com. Nathan Drake is seemingly headed to Fortnite. She says more cautiously, while not formally announced yet, an unlisted video on the Fortnite YouTube channel gives us all the details, including including a release date, seventeenth of February, twenty twenty two, as part night of a Fortnite X Uncharted crossover event, um, based on the new movie. Uh, yeah, this is going to happen, apparently. Um, so yeah, it's got that um, that man in Tom Holland is now in in Fortnite, but as Nathan Drake. Okay. Is that that's... is that interesting? I think it's sort of I mean, interesting, isn't it? In in terms of big video game companies being friends, that's the interesting part of this uh, for me, at least.
0: But it's a movie character as opposed to the game character.
1: Right, but they are all, uh, one assumes, part of the grander Uncharted license. And they're all Sony, right? Presumably the movie is Sony as well, right?
0: I don't know, yeah, but probably, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Um, I, yeah, I won't ever see it, but there we go.
1: Will you play as Nathan in Fortnite? No. Have you? When was the last time you played Fortnite?
0: Oh what is time anymore I don't know probably 3 or 4 years ago briefly
1: does Dexter still play Fortnite
0: Now and again he does um, he in fact he recently told me that he'd got back into it he found some way of um of uh, just uh, yeah just uh, taunting new players <laughs> so so he was so he was enjoying himself there So
1: it's more of a social experience for him <laughs> Exactly I understand That's a very modern way of looking at it. well well done Dexter Alright, uh next news story then. Well, see, I don't play Fortnite because it's too difficult for me.
0: And mm-hmm. um news in this week uh from destructoid.com. Uh Chris Carter wrote, uh The Metroid Dread difficulty update is here, addressing some criticism for the game from all sides of the spectrum. Announced during the Nintendo Direct, the new updates. Is uh, 2.0 is out, and the full patch notes are available. It turns out there are a few extra things beyond the two modes. So let's dig in real quick. The most important stroke fully featured bit is Rookie Mode, which is described as a mode suited towards new players. Items heal more, bosses deal less damage, bosses are easier to fight in general. You also get more missiles to start with, and boss countering, brackets melee, is simpler. Uh, a lot of the mode is tuned towards boss fights, actually, but the healing and missile count will help overall. So that's good, Stee, isn't it? That they've made it easy. They listened to the One Life Left review mm. last year, where I bemoaned it being diff- difficult, and they said, we're going to fix that. The problem is, my copy's already gone back via eBay, <laughs> hasn't it? And that's really annoyed me.
1: Okay, I'll, because I'll, I'll tell you the second problem with it, right? Uh, is that mm. they... I thought we'd moved on from calling these things easy or calling them rookie mode. Uh, And we now call these things story mode. So it's not a judgment. We know you're a busy person, Simon. And we know that if we don't cater to you, the game will end up on eBay. And it's not a comment on how good you are at playing games. You're certainly not a rookie, Simon. Absolutely not a rookie. Absolutely not. You could beat this if you wanted to. But time is a finite resource, and therefore you choose to switch to story mode. Certainly in my case, it's it's more finite than yours. <laughs> I wouldn't play rookie. I wouldn't play rookie mode. I, I, something psychologically would stop me choosing that, but I would be yeah. happy to choose story mode, and the contents of those things can be identical, because truthfully, I just want a game to make me feel good.
0: Well, maybe they can patch that in after you've sold your copy. Um, <laughs> They've they've also added dread mode, a right. one hit
1: death one hit death mode. Yeah, I don't want to play that for other reasons.
0: <laughs> I really don't want to play that.
1: <laughs> did you watch the
0: Nintendo Direct?
1: I did not. No, Simon. What else did I miss?
0: Well, I I, I accidentally ended up staying staying up to watch it live on the telly. Ooh, uh, there's lots. I quite enjoyed it actually. Um, it started off Fire Emblem,
1: whatever, Advance Wars. So what? Hold on, hold no, on, that- hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Both of those are really important to me. So okay. last I heard about Advance Wars, there was a compilation yep. which was the old Advance yep. Wars. Is that what yep. that is?
0: That's it. This, But it's now 8th of April. That was the news. Okay,
1: fine. What about Fire uh, Emblem?
0: They're doing the Warriors uh, type game where no. you hit lots
1: of characters. No, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. So that's okay. why I skipped over Fine, them. no, you were right too. Uh, I just didn't know.
0: Um, uh, no Man's Sky is coming in the I summer. I
1: saw that.
0: Again, a game I own on PlayStation and PC and haven't played a huge amount of, but will buy on Switch, uh, because I think that the convenience of playing it Mm. somewhere where I shouldn't... uh, Well, hold on. You've got the
1: convenience with your Steam Deck will be slightly bigger.
0: Well, whenever it arrives. Mm. Um, That's a good point, actually. You've just saved me what 50 quid. Um, um, There's a new Mario
1: Strikers. Right. Uh, coming out this summer. So I bought Mario Strikers for the GameCube and played it once, I think. Okay. But I didn't not like it. it, it like I think, I think football games are more fun when they're much more simple. Uh, yeah. I've, I've I've tried FIFA. I think every years every year for the last three years I've played it maybe two or three games and then gone. I'm never going to be any good at this. I, I I'm out. Whereas monkey you know, yeah. monkey soccer yeah. in uh, in yeah. Super Monkey Ball. Played that to completion. It took me about twenty minutes. <laughs>
0: uh, there was an update on Splatoon three, which I'm excited for. Then, then we do some bits. Front Mission. There's a new Disney cart game, uh, Star Wars: of Force Unleashed, uh, Assassin's Creed. Again, I don't know why I've bought that, but I have. It'll be here Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, it's, 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 it's ridiculous uh, Other stuff Kirby looks nice um, MLB The Show 22 I thought was interesting um, So that is uh, What was up until a couple of years ago A Sony exclusive baseball game Is now day one in Game Pass uh, But also now coming to uh, Nintendo With cross progression uh, Which Ooh. I thought was good So you can play it on your Game Pass high fidelity Then take it away with you uh, in uh, Portal One and Two are coming. Uh, there's a new Switch sports game, uh, the spiritual successor to uh, Wii Sports. Ba um, ba other bits and bobs. Da 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 da. And then the big news: uh, forty, forty-eight new Mario Kart courses. What? Yes. What? Over the over the next three years.
1: Mm, That's ages. <laughs>
0: Well, um, eight next month. Okay. Um, so, 48 new tracks. Um, there's some debate about where they're coming from exactly. Uh, they list them as being from um, like the 64 GameCube versions, um, as well as the mobile um, game two, uh, that are being released um, in batches. So, 48 in total. Eight are arriving on March the 18th. They'll cost you, Steve, mm-hmm. £24.99 for the lot. Uh, or $24.99 if you're, if you're an American person. Uh, or they're, they, they're, they're rolling them into the Switch Online Expansion Deluxe or whatever that's called. They've also put the Animal Crossing DLC right, into. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, the, and the N64 back game stuff. Uh, okay. Uh, so you can buy it or you can subscribe. Um, but either way, Steve, you'll be getting 48 more courses over the next
1: couple of years. Alright, that's super exciting. And uh we did there were rumors of this, weren't there? Like last year when there was some small netcode update to Mario right, Kart made yeah. and everyone got excited yeah. and nothing happened. So I guess oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, so it looks like that they're all coming um, so there's six Waves, which was set to release this year. So there you go. Wow. Um, okay. What I didn't realise when I was looking at this story is that Nintendo has never released um, more than one Mario Kart per, per format. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's arguable as to whether this is a Switch game, given that it's uh, an enhanced version of the Wii U title. Uh, but, you know, so, uh, lots of people were hopeful um, that uh, Mario Kart 9 would be shown. Uh, there's still rumours that it's uh, in development, active de- de- active development. But um, in the absence of that, there are 48 new courses coming.
1: Phenomenal news. Uh, Simon, do you have any other news stories you'd like to cover?
0: No, not right now,
1: Steve. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you.
2: One Life Left Video Game News with Anne schenfeld
1: You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We've been broadcasting on Resonance for about 16 years, something like that. It is the greatest radio station in the world and you should check out all the other programming if you can at www.resonancefm.com. We're also a podcast, of course. You can find that at www.onelifeleft.com or on your favourite podcast provider. Uh, And if you want to know, about the music in the show or anything else we've talked about, our Under Caretaker Phil provides extensive show notes which you can see at that site.
0: So the other piece I was going to mention was um <laughs> Eurogamer did a piece on behind the scenes at Team 17 this week, uh which was a pretty Ooh, uh,
1: I saw that
0: pretty tough read. Um prompted by uh, the firm's um, very swift entry and exit into the world of NFTs, Mm. Uh, a number of staff then contacted uh, Eurogamer and um, revealed what life is like at the publisher. Now, um, yeah, it was pretty grim reading, Um, although quite surprising. (laughs) The surprising part of it was that apparently... um, the CEO Debbie Bestwick would get her staff to to wrap wrap <laughs> her Christmas presents. Which, <laughs> that was that was the standout part for me as <laughs> well. Didn't know you could do that no. with your staff.
1: <laughs> um, although although I I just feel like I need to declare something in mitigation at this point. Go on. So um. You know that, you know, and and listeners to One Life Laugh will know that uh, I have, over the last few years, been teaching at a university. I've been teaching game design there, uh, part-time. And uh, we have a uh, a teaching assistant, who's also a friend of mine, Lara, who really enjoys wrapping Christmas presents. And, (laughs) And last year... I did. I mean, maybe I asked her, or maybe she offered. It's unclear. <laughs> what are I'm you saying... saying this now? You're saying you're saying this to preempt,
0: <laughs> just in case you're okay with going knocking on your
1: door next. <laughs> because wow! I read that, and I genuinely here was here was my reaction. So I read this story, and some of the stories really, you know, it's genuinely harrowing. Some awful stuff in there, uh, like really, really. Uh, distressing and really brave of people to speak out, and well done uh, to Eurogamer for shining a light on this as well. I read through it, and and then there's uh, there's a section on the CEO, and I got to that bit, and I I genuinely gasped and went, "That is appalling." And then, <laughs> wow, you... <laughs> I wasn't expecting this this week, Steve. Oh dear. Um,
0: but yeah, uh, not good at all. I w- so I will say uh, that sort of reading it from. Uh, where i sat uh the a lot of the pressures um and problems seem to me to be to have been caused by a company that reports to shareholders um and in my experience whenever it just becomes about the money Mm -hmm. that's where the problems start um and so uh yeah was not surprised to read it but was still disappointed and so uh, yeah great piece on eurogamer good luck to everybody's there let's hope that you can enact change from within and let's hope that uh, this piece will focus some minds on some very real need very real change that's needed uh, across the industry it's time for the letters email
2: messages
1: and One Life Letters. Okay, uh, this is the letters section where we read out the letters that have been sent to us either to our email address, which is... Team at onelifeleft.com. Or that have been dumped in the Discord, uh, in the Mailbag channel. If you want to know the Discord address, that's in the show notes. Please join, we've had quite a few new people join this week and... We've had quite a few letters this week as well. Do you want to deal with the actual inbox? And I'll deal with the Discord, Simon.
0: Zuba writes, hello team and possible SSG. My Xbox Series X was sent for a repair the other day as I diagnosed an issue with the GPU. That's more than I would do, But I tell you, I just... I wouldn't be diagnosing anything. I'd just be sending it straight off. Yeah. Uh, their customer service rep was great. He phoned me a number of times to keep me updated. Interestingly enough, he really emphasised sending it in an inconspicuous box to ensure it wasn't nicked on the way to their service centre. Not that it mattered. They didn't repair it. They just sent me a new replacement, which annoyed me slightly, as I'd really hoped someone would have spent the time repairing mine and sending it back. Considering that the console is in short supply, my old one, will either be refurbished or go to landfill this got me thinking what steps will the video game hardware market take to reduce its use of plastic apart from digital downloads reducing disc based waste what will become the industry-wide soggy cardboard straw or the chili water bottle love the show zuba um We've mentioned the Steam Deck already, but that's interesting that that ships in not fancy packaging, which is nice to see. And certainly, the five twelve uh, gigabyte version comes with its own carry case, which two things which are are absolutely needed. I think are really a right a step in the right direction, unless of course you sell. Uh, uh, pouches and the like via amazons mm. or what have you but um but yeah no it's nice to know that the it comes in packaging that you can hopefully uh recycle and uh off you go
1: am i right um, in thinking that uh football manager this year or maybe last year uh started shipping their game in recycled packaging as well
0: i think they've done that for a couple of mm. a couple of years now yeah so that's uh that's good to see um yeah, and some games now don't even come on games, do they? They come with code in a box, <laughs> which, is, uh,
1: which is protecting the environment and reduces the cost of goods. <laughs> Hello Team, Hello SSG, writes Spoon on the Discord. Between my talk of community projects and the arrival of my Sindan guns, it has been brought to my attention that MAME has just had its 25th birthday. A quarter of a century of archiving pretty much anything electronic you can play a game on, with the side benefit of making those games playable again, it now emulates so many things that are technically younger than it. What are the next hurdles for MAME? What of this generation are we going to need an emulator to know what it was like? Pip-Pip, Robert. That is an interesting question. Belter of a question. Uh, What I can tell you about my visit to the arcade bar the other day, uh, to Four Quarters in Elephant, was the arcade machine's in brilliant condition. It's such a good uh, selection of those games as well. I, Simon, triumphed at point-blank again. Which means that I won the only round that matters, which is the leaf level, which I've talked about on the show. Presumably, your your name was still up there from the uh, from the previous time that you played yeah, it. Not, it I'm not thought? actually good at the game. I generally last, you know, not very long, but I'm good at the sort of psychology of the leaf level. Anyway, the uh, all of the games there, um, definitely, well within Mame's capabilities. They're all, I think, all at least twenty years old. What is going to be lost, though? What is going to be lost that MAME's going to struggle to emulate right now, do you think?
0: Well, if you walk into an arcade these days, there's nothing worth emulating, is it? Because mm. they're all just massive screens with with um, flat versions of Flappy Bird on or Pac-Man that you've never heard of where you can win some tickets. Yeah,
1: prize-grabbing machines, the next generation. So, yeah, I guess um, you get a lot of those... Increasingly, there are those machines that are kind of experiential, right? Little VR cabinets uh, or, or, you know, uh, big screens around you. You get in those, those things. And I remember reading about... Oh! This is not even half a story. This is a quarter of a story. There's a battle mech game that was promised to be the future back in the day, which was lots of networked cabinets all together uh, and it was kind of one of those location-based things where you would, the future was, you would go to, in the same way as you'd go and play Laser Quest, instead you'd go and sit in these battle mech cabinets um, and that kind of bespoke system, uh, which is similar yeah, to these modern VR machines that you see in uh, shopping malls and stuff uh, those are going to be the next challenge, I think, for MAME to to emulate
0: I almost wish that they would close it off. You know, I see um, people buying arcade machines. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, with um, lots of different um, ROM sets on them, nothing wrong with that, as long as you own all the ROMs, which we do. Um, but they, but they, the emulators keep going, and so you can get on these arcade cabinets with the, you know, stand-up arcade cabinets with six buttons and a joystick. You can get Nintendo games and you can get Xbox games and what have you. And some cabinets come with. Holders where you can put your Xbox controller while so, <laughs> like, like, like holsters, so you can stand at the arcade machine with your Xbox 360 controller or what have you. And that to me is like, that's just all wrong. Yeah, that feels weird. Stop doing that. Mm. Chris Conroy writes, Dear team and super sultry guest, well, as Hallmark and every media outlet keep on reminding us, it's that time of year again, and is it hot in here, or is that just you? What's the most romantic video game experience with which to woo a prospective partner or keep the home fires burning? The RPG offer plenty, so the RPGs offer plenty of options. Geralt of Rivia brings a lot to the table, while both Mass Effect and Dragon Age let you play around with the party. There are tiny moments in Passage that might be considered romantic, or maybe you make the ultimate sacrifice and deliberately lose at Mario Kart. What makes OLL go ooh, ooh, all <laughs> la la? Your Cuddles and Kisses correspondent, Chris Conroy. P.S. Happy birthday, Steve. Thank you, Chris. P.P.S. Horace Goes Skiing
1: isn't allowed. (laughs) Most romantic games. Interesting. I I mean, the games that are best to play with uh, your partner, I mean, your partner is more prone to playing video games than mine is, I think. And I know that uh, you had a nice time recently playing It Takes Two, didn't you?
0: We did. We enjoyed playing that together, and we're still together, despite there being some sections where one of us was holding back progress We got <laughs> through it together.
1: Uh, it's not really a video game, but the... Well, I suppose everything is a video game, and we are pluralists here, but um, I know that me and my partner have had a lot of um, uh, enjoyable times playing Sporkle, which is a website that does quizzes. Uh, so those sort of... Uh, it gives you five minutes to name... It's, it's basically Simon Byron's Fast Five but written on the internet. So five minutes or, or less than that. 20 seconds to name all the fruits that begin with B.
0: Okay, just to be clear, I'm not I'm not doing this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 10 seconds.
0: <laughs> I'm not doing this.
1: Oh, that's nice. I've never heard of that before. Banana. It was right there, Simon. Okay. What, is that all of them? Well, you could have had berry, brackets, black, berry, brackets, brackets, raspberry um yeah that's 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 fun i think anything playful that you can that is semi-cooperative and semi-competitive is really really good for that kind of thing right because it's slightly flirtatious and slightly kind and warm as well so that's what i'd recommend in terms of like video games as a subject like romance uh what would that be right people always talk about mass effect i'm not a fan dream daddy of course and Hatful, bo- hatful boyfriend if your preference is more avian
0: yeah, I mean it's difficult uh, with um, in-game r- relationships, particularly when there's a remastered version of one where you know that one of the uh, the characters that you can um, that there's an implied romance with dies. I'm not bothering with her in the uh, remaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is there is any point getting getting close
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Everything dies. Everything dies. All right. Uh, is it? Oh, I've got another one here. Hold on a second. Freaky on the Discord, writes, Hello team, hello SSG. I am currently enjoying watching the rugby. Literally right now as I type this. But I have no interest at all in playing any rugby video games. Are there any things you enjoy doing, watching, but don't want to play games of? For example, if someone made Radio Show that is also a podcast about video games host Simulator, would you play it? Got to go. England are looking close to another try. Goodbye. Um, good example, because... I occasionally dabble in cricket games. In fact, long-term listeners to the show will know that I made one a few years ago. And it's rare that I find one. I, I've, I've enjoyed some playful ones like Bennett Foddy's and uh, Cricket Club in VR, but really only for short periods of time. And I've never enjoyed a cricket game full-on simulation because, for me, that game is so much about bluff and counter-bluff. There there's really not that much uh, fun in outwitting a CPU I'm just
0: still getting over the fact that um, they're watching the rugby at the moment. I cannot stand <laughs> rugby. I cannot stand it. Uh, and oh uh, well, yeah, although perversely, I did play Jonah Lomu's Jonah Lomu's rugby on the PlayStation when everybody said that you should do.
1: There we go. That's a lot like how a lot of football games have a lot of people who play them who don't like football. Did you enjoy Jonah Lomu? I think so. I think so. It's just speedball, isn't again. it? But not quite yeah. as
0: fun. You can only pass backwards. Mm. Uh, I just wanted to mention um, FEPJ, who joined on the Discord, who just said, uh, Hi, just wanted to let you know that I discovered you through your advert on another Pickaxe podcast. Two whole jokes, I thought. Sign me up. Simon. I would like a tiny bit more context on 7 out of 10, though. It's clearly an in-joke I didn't. I don't fully get. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm pleased that the adverts are working. hmm
1: uh, I mean we are running out of time for two jokes this show Well we are um, But we've still got 7 out of 10 to come Not that that's a joke It's part of our rigorous review system And I think you'll get Ooh. the hang, hang of it honestly If you if you stick with us If you don't stick with us I, I'll understand because say, we've offered you a two joke quota And I'm not sure we've hit it today we we really need a meter don't we maybe we could put that as the podcast number just on the front of the thing number of jokes in this uh, episode
0: or we could have a bell we'll have a bell we (laughs) ring when we make a joke (laughs) Bing. there we go it'll be a dusty bell dusty bell Um, yes thank you so much for your correspondence this week it's been great to receive it via email and via discord please do join us on the discord say hello uh, and we'll give you a shout out as well
1: Uh, yeah email us at Team at onelifeleft.com Or we'll see you on the Discord. We're back. It's the final section of One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. And this is a section where we deal with reviews and, before that, any other business? Uh,
0: go and watch me and my friends on uh, Twitch immediately. Oh, no, I think we're just finishing, actually. If you're listening to the radio show, we're just finishing. But it's Twitch, uh, so
1: they can go there and they can they can watch the highlights. They can skim through it until they find your face. Skim through it. Wishlist the games. You're excited, <laughs> Simon.
0: I'm excited, yeah. I'm looking forward to showing what we've been up to behind the scenes. Uh, there's, um, It's just one of those things where I hope that people are... That the, the expectations aren't too great, uh, but I hope that we deliver. I am, uh, I am. I am
1: excited. I am excited to watch it on my birthday. Uh, If Simon doesn't have any other business, then I have Simon Byron's Fast Five. Now, before we talk about this, last week went quite well, didn't it? You enjoyed it a bit. I didn't enjoy it, Steve, and
0: I I don't remember what it was about. As a
1: measure of Uh, versus previous weeks, where we've gone five games involving fruit, and you've just gone, what is a fruit? And then last week, we offered a more creative one, which was five games influenced by Grand Theft Auto and it was it was quite you know there was a, a bit of thinking going on can't get it wrong uh, so I, simon
0: i was listening to the ellis james and john robbins podcast recently and a similar thing happens to ellis james now i worry that i come across as just being an idiot on <laughs> on well throughout the hour but specifically on that on that uh, at those points there same happens to stage fright it's like just brain freeze so you know i do know what a pokemon is i know loads of grand theft auto games whatever you're about to ask answer me now after you've answered me answered asked it i'll 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 be able to answer but just not immediately like i could have already stopped being able to speak why do you do this <laughs>
1: simon baron's fast <laughs> there we go drop it deserve that simon baron's fast five five games about cities well how many sim
0: cities have there been there we go sim city city skylines and the other
1: ones <laughs> i mean animal crossings about city
0: there is uh, there's a new game on steam called power to the people that looks interesting mm-hmm.
1: um there's and then the other ones sim sim tower sim um sim copter both about sim about, about cities as well you could say grand theft is about a city it's really You know how people, annoying people, um, say about movies, they go, you know, well, really, New York's the central character, isn't it? Liberty City is the central character in GTA. Oh, okay. about City. And then you just repeat from last week, you just go, true crime, Streets of LA. Pokemon. (laughs) Perfect. Pikachu. All right, let's do the reviews. Right, Simon, what have you been playing this week?
0: This week, Steve, I have been playing Grapple Dog from our friends at Super Rare Games. It's their first original title. Uh, came out on Steam and Switch. I reviewed the Switch version. Uh, they sent me a code, actually. I have to disclose the fact that I didn't pay for it. Um, it's a lovely little uh, action platformer made in Game Maker Studio 2. Quite funny uh, to start off with. You play a dog uh, who unwittingly. Uh, sets free someone who wants to do some bad things uh, you need to travel the world rectifying that you do that by jumping and across platforms moving platforms bashing through them jumping on the heads of enemies but also using your grapple uh, which you can attach to uh, specific surfaces which enable you to swing and jump and leap and all the rest of it as well uh, it's a super tight platformer um, Uh, one way you can uh, get from the start the level to the end pretty quickly if you so choose but there's also hosts to lots of secrets and unlocked lockables and collectibles, etc., etc., etc. Really does pop on the OLED switch, Stee. Uh, so I'd recommend that's the way to play it. Um, uh, and yeah, I I liked it. In that it's not, it's nice to play a platform game that isn't punishingly difficult. And that uh, Grapple Dog seems um, so far to be reasonably forgiving. Um, and I'm enjoying uh, just swinging about being a dog. Seven out of ten.
1: I uh, continue playing. Please Touch the Art, which I reviewed last week. I played one of the other sections of levels, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. It actually made me think slightly differently about game design. I've always um, wondered... Like one of the most classic games if you think about, I, I don't know, pen and paper games is a maze game, right? Where you start at one side of the map and you've got to trace your way through to the centre or the other side. And I've always thought it's impossible or, or, or really challenging to make a maze game into a good or interesting video game. And... Um, but uh, there's, a, there's there's one of these sets of levels that does it, I think, really, really elegantly. Uh, and interestingly, uh, I've, yeah, I'm just really impressed with the, with the design and the tightness of the experience as well. So still recommend that, 7 out of 10. Uh, but I did play another game this week as well. And uh, that game I played was this game, which Alice is going to review for us right now.
2: One, two, three. My name is Alice Coming and this is five lives left.
1: No, it's not. How many lives left is it, Alice?
2: One life left.
1: Alice, what are you going to review this week?
2: Goat Simulator.
1: Ah, Goat Simulator. What do you do in Goat Simulator?
2: You choose a goat and then you put it into the building and in the lift and then there's a disco dance.
1: There's a disco dance? Yeah. Why is a goat at a disco?
2: Because it's fun.
1: Okay. And what do you do at the disco?
2: We we got a rocket. We put a mouse hat on. Uh, and then and then we dance and then knock people over and then they shout.
1: That doesn't sound very nice, Alice. No. Does the goat say sorry? No. Should the goat say sorry?
2: No. <laughs> Why not? Because no.
1: Because no. Okay, Alice, do you like Goat Simulator? No. You don't like Goat Simulator? No. No, why not?
2: Because I don't.
1: Okay, is there a reason?
2: Uh, Because it's because the goat knocks people over.
1: That's a very, very good reason. Alice, what would you give Goat Simulator out of ten?
2: Seven out of ten. All
1: right, do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye.
2: Happy New Year, Merry
1: Christmas! Now, um, her review, I would say, is is not the... was not the most detailed review of that game, which is Goat Simulator, uh, in case you didn't pick up what she was saying in there. Uh, yeah, so uh, those people who've listened to previous episodes of One Life Left will know that I've been playing games with my daughter. It's quite a challenge to find things that you know will be suitable for, uh, for a, a two-year-old or, or nearly three-year-old. And... Uh, we'd had great success playing Bee Simulator, so I thought, what could go wrong with Goat Simulator, which is a game by, made by, you know, um, friends, friends of friends as well, <laughs> uh, like um, in, uh, in Sweden. We've, uh, we've sung songs about Goat Simulator, but I personally had never played it before. Simon, have you played Goat Simulator before?
0: Also have yeah, I worked with the designer on uh, his second game. Just die already,
1: right? And uh, yeah, I I, you know I've, I've really it was very interesting to play a game that I had imagined in my head for many years as being a slightly shambolic, deliberately bad simulation of a goat, which is more funny. Uh, than tight, and indeed that is exactly what it is. The controls are uh, objectively bad, it is full of glitches. I completed several of the achievements uh, very early on just by getting my head stuck in a wall. In fact, uh, immediately after finishing the review, um, Alice declared that she wanted to play Goat Simulator again. Which was a surprise to me, uh, given her review. And uh, we played it, and what happened was she said she wanted to go on the big wheel. We went over to the big wheel. I, with some <laughs> uh, with some issues, clambered inside a cart on the big wheel. Then the goat's head got stuck inside the big wheel, just continued revolving uh, for about five minutes. Uh, at which point I had to just explain that this wasn't how goats work. And this was was an accident. I think the game is broken. And she said, why? And explaining that this is a kind of artistic movement in which deliberately bad games gain ridiculous audiences and make, you know, millions of dollars. Seemed to be slightly beyond the scope of the, <laughs> the scope of the conversation, so I, I turned off the game at that point. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It was it was fun, and basically, as long as you can consistently say to your daughter that the uh, people who you are knocking over are just sleeping, then it's fine. Seven out of ten. I think good stuff. I think that's it, Simon. I think we're running it <laughs> close to the end of the show. Any any other business? Not from me. Not from me either. Oh, it's Mariokie. Mariokie this Friday at Loading Peckham, another brilliant game bar in South London. Uh, it's free entry, and we will see you all there. Really, really looking forward to singing songs at you for the first time this year. Uh, but of course, if you can't make that, then we'll see you at GDC, because we'll both be singing songs then.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, looking forward to it. Right, good. Uh, happy birthday, Steve.
1: Thank you. I'm going to make sure for next week... Uh, assuming there is a show next week I'm going to get a statement from Lara about um, how she did want to wrap the Christmas presents it's very very important for me (laughs) it's really important for me to clear my name Uh, but until next week uh, we've been One Life Left goodbye goodbye